Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at www.scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, today we're going to start a new series. We've covered uh, three of the four Gospels. We've we've uh, had a look at John several several years ago, and actually John is one that I would like to kind of remaster and do again. Uh, then we did Matthew about three years ago, and Luke uh, about a year ago, and today we're going to do Mark. Now, each gospel kind of has a different perspective and a different theme, or uh, how should we say, the the writers usually viewing Jesus in some light. Mark, uh, who, by the way, this is Mark is the second gospel in the Bible. Uh, Mark is also called John. He was the son of one of the New Testament Marys. He's the nephew of Barnabas. Uh, he was an associate of, the apostles, of several of the apostles and is mentioned in the writings of Paul and Luke. The date of Mark is somewhere between 57 AD and 63 AD as far as when it was written. And the theme, Mark's perspective, if you will, uh, is Jesus being seen as like the mighty worker the, uh, rather than, say, like the unique teacher. And we'll kind of see that as his perspective. Um, I will say that, uh, so just to reiterate, Mark's really focusing on Jesus' works, like what he's, the things he's doing. And in fact, this very first chapter, we'll see lots of talk about casting out demons or healing, those types of things. Um, I also mentioned that the, I really, when I was reading the first chapter here to prepare for this morning, I really felt like Mark was really strong in that King James language as far as the King James Version is concerned. Uh, so that's something else to, to take note of. Uh, there might be a few things that you kind of have to read a couple of times to, to, to try to decipher what it's saying because it's really strong in that old King James English style of writing. Uh, as far as the translation's concerned. So anyway, that's kind of to the uh, introduction there, setting the stage for you. Uh, my prayer is that uh, reading through this will, will bless you, will pierce your hearts, and it'll cause you to draw even more closely to Jesus. So without further delay, let's just dig right in. We're going to read the first chapter this morning. Let's begin. Gospel of Mark, King James Bible. Verse 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preach the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea, Judea and they of Jerusalem, 
and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. And John was clothed with camel's hair, and with a girdle of skin about his loins, and he did eat locusts and wild honey, and preached, saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in the Jordan. And straightway coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opened and the Spirit like a dove descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And immediately the Spirit driveth him into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness forty days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beast, and the angels ministered unto him. Now, after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. Now as he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little further thence, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the ship, mending their nets. And straightway he called them, and they left their father Zebedee and the ship with the hired servants and went after him. Please note, this little section here is just telling us how Jesus saw them, you know, it says he saw Peter, and, and he said, follow with me, and he saw Peter and his brother, and casting nets into the sea, because they were fishers, and he said, come after me, and I will make you fishers of men, it says, straight away they forsook their nets and followed him, it'd be like if you were at work, okay, you're doing your livelihood to survive, to pay your bills, to put a roof over the head of your family's head, etc., and Jesus comes by and says, follow me, and you just get up and leave. You just get, you just abandon your job. That's essentially what they did. Now, of course, there's more to it. They would have recognized that he was a rabbi and, uh, you know, there was, some, there was more cultural things that maybe have made that a little easier to do. But then you also have... Here, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, they were in a ship mending their nets, and, and it goes to tell us that they, he, they were with their father, and they left the ship and all the hired servants, and they followed after Jesus. So they just left everything, abandoned everything, made the decision to follow Jesus. Not a small thing. Not a small thing. Let's continue on, verse 21. And they went into Capernaum, and straight away on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. And there was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, 
saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace, and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. They were all amazed, insomuch that they questioned among themselves, saying, What thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commandeth he even the unclean spirit, and they obey him. And immediately his fame spread abroad throughout all the region round about Galilee. And forthwith, when they were come out of the synagogue, they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick of a fever, and anon they tell him of her. And he came and he took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she ministered unto them. And even when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased, and them that were possessed with devils. And all the city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases, and cast out many devils, and suffered not the devils to speak, because they knew him. And in the morning, rising up a great while before the day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there he prayed. And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. And when they had found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. And he said unto them, Let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also. For therefore came I forth. And he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee, and cast out devils. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou can make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion put forth his hand and touched him and said unto him I will be thou clean and as soon as he had spoken immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed and he straightway charged him and forthwith sent him away and he saith unto him see thou say nothing to any man but go thy way show thyself to the priests and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them but he went out and he began publishing it much, and to blaze abroad the matter, insomuch that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but was without in the desert places, and they came to him from every quarter. And that is the end of chapter 1. A couple of things worth noting. First thing is, is Mark really wants us to know that Jesus was casting out devils out of people, like casting evil spirits out of people, like devils are real, that are inside of people, and he's casting them out, because several times he makes the point or brings up the fact that Jesus was casting out devils. Focusing on Jesus' work, the things that he was doing, the works that he was doing. I just think that's very interesting how many times he talks about the devils. The second thing that I think is worth noting is that when he does cast out these devils or perform miracles, he's either telling the devils 
to be quiet. It says because they knew who he was. Or like here in this last little bit, he heals the leper and charges him to be quiet. Tells him not to talk about it. Just go to the priest. Do the things that are commanded. But it says, and here's the key. Many people might ponder, why does Jesus do a thing, do a miracle, and then tell people to be quiet about it? Don't tell anyone. It must just be because he's so humble or whatever. But I think the answer to that question is a lot more practical and a lot more simple. You see, the problem is, is he, he tells this man to not talk about it, just go to the priest and do the things that are commanded, but the guy goes ahead and it says that he began to publish it much, meaning he's telling it to everyone, and the blaze abroad the matter, so it's just making the point that he's just telling everyone, making it a big thing out of it, and it got to the point where Jesus could no more openly enter into the city because the crowds would basically mob him. You see, the reason he's telling these people to, to, to keep these things to themselves has nothing to do with what people try to, to conjure up as, a, as a, maybe a meaning or a reason. It's just quite simply because if it, w- if it gets out too much, it's going to become overwhelming and he's not actually going to be able to do his mission, which was, according to him, to go into the cities and to preach the good news. Because even the disciples come to him one morning and they're like, hey, there's a lot of people looking for you. And he's like, well, we're going into the next city. We're going into the next city. He says, he says, he said unto them, let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also. For therefore I came my forth. And he preached in their synagogues and taught throughout all of Galilee and cast out devils. He's like, now we can't just stay in one place. We've got to take this message around. Something else that you could actually learn from and uh, to, to mimic is Jesus was an early riser. Early riser. Wasn't sleeping in half the day. It was early rise and then this first thing was to get alone and on his face to pray to God. Check it out. And in the morning, this is verse 35, rising up a great while before the day. Not like right before the daylight, but a great while, while there was still plenty of time before the day would begin. He went out and departed into a solitary place, meaning he went and he got by himself and there prayed. That is an important discipline right there. An important spiritual discipline that we could all benefit from adopting into our life. It's making it a priority to get up before all the craziness starts. Before the madness of the day starts. And get before God. Get alone and get before God and pray. Seek his wisdom, seek his face, and seek his mercy and his grace and his strength and whatever it is. Too many times we just get up and we just face the day. And hey, that might mean you need to get to bed earlier. It might mean you have to do away with some of your nightly routine entertainment that keeps you up at night or whatever it might be to prioritize 
that prayer time or that time with God, whether it be reading devotionals or praying or or whatever, whatever it is that you, whatever your go-to is. Just something to think about. Well, that's all I have for you this morning as we just kind of started our introduction into the Gospel of Mark. I pray that you've been blessed, that something has spoken to you, and uh, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast. Thank you for praying for the podcast, and thank you to all of you who support it and make it possible. Peace and grace be with all of you, and until next time, God bless.